Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening to Pad the Stats fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, James Swanson. Our third and final quarterback podcast on deck for this evening, recording Friday, March 12th. A little bit later in the week than I wanted to. I'd hope to get this podcast out Monday or Tuesday. Didn't happen, but hey, life happens, shit happens. So here we are. Um, breaking down two more quarterbacks, Mac Jones out of Alabama, Kyle Trask out of Florida. So this will wrap up our quarterback series. We did three podcasts, if you remember right. The first one, Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance, who had a very good pro day today, mind you. Um, looked very good throwing the football. And we did Justin Fields and Zach Wilson on the second one. So this one is uh, it's an interesting one because these quarterbacks are very different from the first <clears throat> excuse me, handful of quarterbacks that we did. Um, of course, Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance and Justin Fields all are uh, you know, very athletic guys who can do a lot out of the pocket, a lot when they're rolling to their right or to their left when the play breaks down guys who offer you a dynamic skill set where if you need 10 to 15 yard chunk runs with their legs they can give you that Zach Wilson has all of the upside in the world to be an extremely extremely good quarterback from the pocket but he can also make some plays with his legs these two guys not so much traditional drop back passers now I'm going to start with Mac Jones and then I'll get into Kyle Trask and again there are some good things with both of these guys. There are some bad things with both of these guys. Before I get into this, I will say, I I can't see a scenario where I have either of these two quarterbacks ahead of the first four that I talked about. Trey Lance's upside is enormous in my eyes. Justin Fields is a guy who is going to come in, if you remember when I talked about him, he's going to offer a lot right off the bat with his ability to run and the threat of picking up 40, 50, 60 rushing yards a game, and the things that he can do outside of the pocket, I think that playmaking ability is going to keep him firmly in those top four quarterbacks. And then Zach Wilson just has all the talent in the world from, you know, in the pocket perspective, if he can just sure things up with some of his erratic and, uh, you know, just ill-advised throws. And then Trevor Lawrence is all-world. These two guys... I think are, are a good step behind them. Let me tell you why. So Mac Jones, of course we know what he did in 2020. Fantastic season, was a Heisman finalist, and a lot of people want to compare what he did in 2020 to what Joe Burrow did in 2019. But I'm going to tell you why they're very different. And uh, Mac Jones is not quite on that level, folks. So you're hearing a lot of buzz right now about Mac Jones potentially being a top 10, a top 15, a top 20 quarterback. I'm here to tell you right now why I don't think this guy is going to be all that good in the NFL. So at 6'3", 214 pounds, Mac Jones had clearly the best numbers of all of the quarterbacks that we looked at so far this season. Now, I'm taking Trey Lance's 2019 numbers into consideration because he only played in one game in 2020. Now... Trevor Lawrence had a little bit of a down year compared to his other years, but regardless, Mac Jones was the kind of the the guy who carried the torch for this quarterback class this year in terms of on-field production. In 13 games, he threw for 4,500 yards, 77.5% completion percentage, 
11.2 yards per attempt, 12.8 yard, excuse me, I can't talk, 12.8 air yards per attempt, 41 touchdowns, and just four interceptions. He had the best completion percentage, the most yards, most touchdowns, most yards per attempt, and most air yards per attempt among those top six guys. So very big season on the field. And the first thing you notice is just the plethora of playmakers that Mac Jones had to work with. He worked behind a very, very good offensive line who the the group as a whole protected him extremely well. Uh, Guys who could do a lot after the catch in Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddell. Uh, John Mechie as well. And the running threat that they had with Najee Harris took a lot of pressure off of Mac Jones. So a lot of things were working well for Mac Jones in 2020. In comparison to what Joe Burrow did in 2019, you can draw a lot of similarities there. Explosive offenses, lots of playmakers, and it took a lot of pressure off the quarterback. Now, Mac Jones is a very technically sound, a very smart player. I think this guy is very cerebral. He's extremely intelligent, and I don't think he's going to have a whole lot of trouble grasping the game at the next level. From an X's and O's and... um, you know, like I said, just understanding the, the mental part of the game, I think he's going to be really good in that area, which but we've seen it before. I mean, there are guys who don't have that athletic profile, right, and they don't have all of the skill sets athletically, but they're above the game. They're, they're one step ahead in the mental aspect, and it can really carry you to having a nice career. I mean, Tom Brady, for example, and I'm not saying Mac Jones is Tom Brady, but you know, his ability to overcome those, what people said, athletic deficiencies by being just so good in the mental side of the game propelled him to, you know, where he is now. Of course, you know, next level, I mean, it's it's hard to, you can't put anybody in that same breath. But the fact of the matter is there's the there's a mold there, right? There's a, there's a blueprint for these kind of guys who can anticipate defenses, who can read defenses, stay one step ahead of what the defense is going to do, and they end up having a really good career. So I think Mac Jones could do those kind of things. I think he is that smart. I think he is um, that much of a, a student of the game from what you see on tape. Because he is an athletic. Let's put it this way. he isn't. This guy is, I mean, his feet in the pocket and his drops are very good. That is one thing that I noticed. For, for him not being a very athletic guy, I did think he had fairly quick feet in the pocket. Very good sound feet, good um, just mechanics in general in, in terms of how he got into his drops, the way he kind of sidestep uh, you know, defenders and blitzers and extend just a little bit. The other side of that coin, though, if you want anything outside of the pocket when things get off schedule or when things break down, Mac Jones is not going to be able to avoid any sort of defensive end, linebacker, safety, Dimebacker, it do, it doesn't matter. Like he is not going to avoid uh, uh, the rush. He's not going to be able to shake guys off. So that is something that you just don't get from Mac Jones. So I think that that being smart and staying ahead is really going to be something he needs to do. Um, he really reminds me a lot of Eli Manning when he throws the football, especially when he throws the football down the field. Uh, a little bit different in the pocket. But when you watch Eli, especially early Eli, I do notice a lot of similarities. If you th- look at anything that he that Mac Jones throws over 20 yards, over 30 yards, I mean, it is so similar. It, it, their deep ball, the follow-through, the delivery, everything, it, the mechanics to Eli are very, very similar. 
Uh, I thought that was funny as something I picked up on tape right away. But the one thing that Mac Jones, Jones does do very well, he throws a really pretty deep ball. Extremely good touch, good arc. Uh, he can really spin it. He can. And I love to see that. He threw some really, really good balls down the field. So there are some things to work with. Again, I think he's a very technically sound, smart quarterback. Maybe the smartest quarterback in this draft. And he does make some really nice throws. My thing is, I just think he's a product of what Alabama put on the field this year. Again, extremely good offensive line that kept him protected. An extremely good running back and running game. And then on top of that, playmakers on the outside who can do a lot with the ball in their hands after the catch. All of those things added up. That's where you get the 41 touchdowns, the 4,500 yards. I know the yard air yards per attempt were high, but if you put on the tape, I think there are just too many throws that he misses or he's just not um, trying to force the ball, um, inaccurate sometimes. I think some of those deficiencies in the pocket, uh, you know, or not in the pocket, but just in athletically, I guess, and arm talent wise, he's got an okay arm, but a, but not a great arm by any means. I just I see all of those things holding him back big time. So the ceiling on Mac Jones for me is just not very high, and I can't justify taking him that high. He's not going to be somebody I want to draft in the first round of a mo- of a rookie draft. He's not even somebody I think I want to take in the second round right now. Now, of course, this is based on talent, and if the situation is right, you never know. He could really blossom into a starting quarterback and a guy who hangs around. I just don't see the upside there as I saw with the top four guys. So, again, I I just think that being an absolute statue when things break down and not being able to extend and not being able to uh, you know, make defenses hurt, when you get off schedule is really going to hold him back. Um, again, I mentioned the arm talent being okay, but not great, and the pro- and the the uh, the product of being you know the talent around him really propelling him to what he did this year. I just don't see it with Mac Jones. So I'm not a big Mac Jones guy. I know there are a lot of people out there who are, but I see s- s- some of those things that I just mentioned really holding him back. So that's where I sit on Mac now. Let's take a look at Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask came into the year. He started last year in 2019. This year really took another step forward with Florida. Another guy who had a lot of playmakers around him, Kadarius Toney. We all know what uh, the tight end did, uh, Kyle Pitts. Exceptional year. I mean, he could have been a Heisman finalist in his own right. And, you know, I mean, Trask was exceptional. Um 12 games, almost 4,300 yards, 69% completion percentage, 9.8 yards per attempt, 10.9 air yards per attempt, 43 touchdowns to 8 interceptions. So very, very uh, productive when you put on the tape. The great, the thing you like to see, and, and really with both of these quarterbacks, is the high level of competition that they went up against. Kyle Trask played, of course, against great competition in the SEC, and... You know, those were some of the games that I was able to watch. Now, I'll break down his film in just a second. The one thing, just a quick note, he is the oldest quarterback in this cl- in the top six. He just turned 23. Um, he's the only senior among the top six so far. So he's a little bit older, not, not that it's a concern or anything or <laughs> something that you shouldn't draft him because of. Um, sometimes we talk about those things when we, we speak of running backs, but 
uh, just just something to to note. So he has a little bit more experience in the the college game. Uh, like I mentioned, he started last year. Now he looks the part of a traditional big body drop back passer. I mean, he really really looks the part. Six five, two hundred and forty pounds. He's big. I think some team is going to see that size and what they can do with him. Uh, you know, as a traditional drop back guy, and they're going to jump on him. So he's not a quarterback that I see making it past the third round of the NFL draft. Um, some team is going to jump on him within, you know, the end of day two. Um, he has all the measurables, the physical makeup, I think, to be a stud. He does. You know, he gets into his drop, identifies his targets very quickly. I think he's another guy like Mac Jones who's pretty sound and has certainly worked on his craft and worked on his you can tell he's played a decent bit of football now at Florida um, he's a, a sound guy in the pocket sound feet uh, at least getting into his drops um, and he gets his head around quickly one of the things I noticed with him that I haven't talked about with any of the quarterbacks too much so far I really like Kyle Trask in the play action game I think he's really really good at selling play action whether it's out of the pistol or um you know, in the read game, in the read option game with the sidecar beside him, he's pretty damn good in, you know, in the uh, uh, the play action game and in, in drawing linebackers up. I think he freezes linebackers and things pretty well with that. Uh, it's something that that's just in his toolkit that he can certainly use at the next level too. I think he's damn good in the uh, in the play action game. Very good ball skills. This kind of plays to that a little bit. He's again polished in the pocket. Arm slot, ball security, and delivery, all things I really like. He has, when speaking of Mannings, I, you know, I really saw a lot of patent in him in the way he holds the ball, the way he carries out play fakes, gets his head back around quickly off play action game, um, his, arm, you know, his arm slot, uh, everything you know, really reminds me. When he's rolling out of the pocket, the way he kind of holds the ball, um, a lot of that is is like Peyton. You know, I mean, not so much the the throwing of the football, but but those things, the ball skills. I, I do see a lot of Peyton in those aspects of his game. Um, so you know, I, there are certain things when you look at Kyle Trask that I can see. Man, he he really does have everything that you'd want. Here's the problem, and it, it's a little bit like Mac Jones. I just think that there's. He just does not have the arm talent to me. I, there are throws this kid won't make that actually Mac Jones can, I think, will be able to make a little bit better. I just want to see him make those 15 to 20-yard throws um, that I think safeties and corners are going to make plays on in the NFL. If you th- watch him throw some seam shots and some hole shots and and um, you know throws towards the sideline, there are certain balls that I think are going to get picked off at the next level. I just don't think his arm talent is quite quite there to play, you know, be a really good quarterback at the NFL level. Um, here are some other things that, I, that really concern me. He has very erratic, choppy feet in the pocket. I mentioned when he's getting into his drops, you know, everything from snap to getting, getting into his drop and uh, identifying his targets downfield, I think he commands the pocket pretty well. But he tends to get a little bit choppy. He needs to settle that footwork, needs to eliminate those back shoulder or the back shoulder, back foot throws. Um, because I again I just don't think he has the arm to make all of the throws either. 
you know, again, there's just too many of those 15 to 20 yard seam throws, hole shots that he's he really has to be perfect on because he doesn't have the arm talent. So I also think the thing that's going to hold him back like Mac Jones is that at limited athletic profile. He really isn't a guy who's going to escape pressure and extend plays a little bit better than Mac Jones, but really doesn't offer you much there. So again, another quarterback who's a big body, traditional drop back guy, but man, there are just some limitations in Kyle Trask's game where there's a lot of times I really want to like him. And I'm like, yeah, I, I think I like him more than Mac Jones. I'm going to put Mac Jones just slightly ahead of Kyle Trask, but I don't think that gap is all that big. I think there are certain things to work with with Kyle Trask. Um, it's just not all there for me for him or Mac Jones to put quite into that top tier, those top four guys. So that's where I sit on these two guys. Again, all of these quarterbacks, in my opinion, especially Jones and Trask, they're going to be drafted within the first two days. You know, even if those guys don't go in the first round, which I actually do think Mac Jones probably will, wouldn't be my choice, but I do think he's going to go in the first round. Even Kyle Trask, like he's going to go either round two or round three. He's not making it into day three. So, uh, th- again, some things to work with both these guys. I do see them both a, a nice, uh, you know, step behind the, the top four, mainly because of the upside and the potential. Talked about Trey Lance. There's so much just oozing potential with him. I think the same thing about Justin Fields and the same thing about Zach Wilson. So, that does it for the quarterbacks. Now, I do think we're going to come back and talk a little bit about Kellen Mond just because I, I feel like we need to throw him into the conversation. I've watched a little bit of him at Texas A&M over the years. We'll see, we'll see what I think when I actually sit down and put on the tape a little more thoroughly. And then we'll be getting into tight ends, which, uh, of course, we're going to talk about Brevin Jordan, Kyle Pitts, and uh, Pat Fryermuth, and maybe uh, maybe another guy or two we want to throw in there. So thanks uh, again, everybody, for listening to Pat the Stats and listening to our QB series. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.